So today on the Brunswick Buzz, I'm talking with Sarah Rogers from the Cathans River Education Alliance. Sarah is the school programs manager. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for coming in and talking to me about CREA, and that's what we're going to call the Cathans River Education Alliance, CREA. Make um, you know, make it a little easier for our <laughs> listeners. So, Sarah, can you just talk a little bit about how CREA started and the history? Then we'll move into what you folks do now and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. So Korea, it's got a long, a long and fun history, actually. So back in the early 2000s, when the first programs were offered, and Rick Wilson, who is sort of oh. a steadfast here okay. at the high school, yes, at Brunswick High is. School. Yeah, so he started offering the very first programs. Okay. And he, you know, was working full-time at the high school, but would head over to Korea, unlock our ecology center, set the stuff up for teachers, and then head back to school. Oh, um, so our first programs, yeah, were in early 2000s. And soon thereafter, I met Rick, and you know, I said, do you guys have summer camps? Because that would be great. I had just come off teaching at Wolfsnake Farm, and I led some summer camps for Audubon. Okay. And I said, you know what? This beautiful place. I don't know. Have you, have you yes. been there? Yes. I don't know if, if many of beautiful. your listeners have been yeah. there, but... I remember hiking for the first time, and I just felt like I was in the White Mountains. There's rapids, there's waterfalls, mm-hmm. the river is gorgeous. I feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, and you're five-minute drive from Target. So I approached Rick, and I said, you know, we should run a summer camp. How's that? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's that's how our first summer camp started in the summer of 2007, and we just sort of have, have grown from there. But the, the story of Korea's founding originally was that the Highland Green Retirement Community in Topsom, yeah. yeah, located right along the Cadence River. And I think originally the plans called for a larger development. And it was a, a great collaboration, a compromise where folks came together and said, you know, how about if we don't de- develop the section right along the river? What if we preserve that, protect that? Mm. And it ends up being better for all parties. We now are located on a 230-acre nature preserve right along the Cadence River. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's beautiful. It's, it's, it borders the river. There's five or so miles of hiking trails. It's completely open to the public. The easement, the conservation easement, is held by the Brunswick Topson Land Trust. Mm-hmm. So it's completely open to the public. You can, you know, anyone can come and hike the trails that's anytime. That's yeah. Walking the trails, hiking the trails. Exactly. And so we also, what CREA brings to the property is that we have this beautiful off-grid ecology center. So that's where we host field trips. So when school groups come, we have our off-grid ecology center fully outfitted. You know, it's got the solar panels and we've got small wind turbines, real small scale. We've got a really cool, um, it's called a solar sheet sort of a big black, um, looks like a solar panel on the exterior wall of the building, and it actually provides heat for our building. So it just heats up the air in a small air pocket and mm-hmm. shoots it inside. So again, for all sorts of renewable energy, alternative energy programs, it's we call it the building that teaches, because it's got all these really neat features. So yeah, I'd say that's how we started off, mm-hmm. is them deciding to set aside that land, permanently protect it, got the easement with the land trust, and then from there, our programs have started to grow and are... are One of the things I love on the website, and when you, if, you're, if our listeners listen to the career, but I, I, the mission statement, now we, we all have mission statements and we're, <laughs> we just, we're going through ours, but your mission statement is to deepen ecological awareness through nature-based learning among students, educators, and the public to promote environmental stewardship and to foster wise use of the Cathans River Nature Preserve. I love the whole thing, but I particularly like that you you have nature-based learning among students. So that seems like that must have been your mission from quite a long time and still continues to be. 
But then you go on to say on the website of how you help school districts and teachers develop and teach science and contents on hands-on learning ways. So that's probably a great segue to kind of, if you can tell me, I know you work with us, but who else do you work with before we talk about what you do? Yeah, sure. That's an interesting question. So that's been a big thing we've had to grapple with. We get a lot of inquiries from different groups around. In our early days, you know, we're a small nonprofit. Rhea has only ever had a full-time staff of one, I think, and then a couple part-time folks as well. So we're a very small group, and we made a really conscious decision that we wanted to work with SAD 75 schools and Brunswick schools because this is where we're located. So that's one example of, this may be a good time to jump into this, we recently merged with the Land Trust, the Brunswick Thompson Land Trust. I did see that as well. That's a perfect segue, yeah. For us, it's really exciting because this offers the possibility to grow. You know, there's just more potential than there was before with our small staff. So for one example of this, the opportunity to just visit more preserves Uh, more nature preserves with kids on field trips. Mm -hmm. Already the second graders at Cape Furbish School last year, they started, they added in a field trip during their animals and habitats unit Mm -hmm. that now they take a field trip to Crystal Spring Forest and Field and they bring their bug boxes and they go out and they, you know, compare the insect diversity in the forest versus the field. So it's just a great, a great way to expand to more local areas that are all public and kids can go back and visit there. And that's something we actually see. So at the Ecology Center, I should have mentioned this, but our Ecology Center is open to the public on Sunday afternoons from 12 to 2. And almost, I'd say, I don't know, three quarters, half the time, we get kids showing up who are are bringing their parents back who have been on a field trip. Oh, that's really... Exactly. And it's, I mean, it's, it's free, it's open, you can come, it's, it's a gorgeous place. And if, you know, that's something we mentioned on field trips, you know, remember how to get to the river, remember your favorite spot, because you can come back here and show, show your family. I love the fact that you, um, your organization, I hope this comes out the right way, but that you've narrowed in on two districts. And sometimes my experience with some other places, right, they offer us too much, and that's great. So maybe that's also another segue to talking about, like, what specifically CREA does with our students in Brunswick. Yeah, definitely. So I think one thing to know is that we did start out, again, in the early 2000s, partnering with teachers who were really gung-ho, really enthusiastic, who reached out and said, hey, can we have field trips? Sometimes they came on multiple field trips a year. Sometimes they came on multiple field trips a year, and we went into their classroom. Okay. You know, there were, there were really strong partnerships, but with just spotty individual teachers. Mm. And I think, while I loved that, because I loved the passion that those teachers brought to it, um, what's really nice now is we're able to work more equitably with everyone. Right. So, can I pause there? Yeah. yeah because I think that's one of the things that, I've noticed since my time in Brunswick is our, I think you used the word spotty before, but some of those gaps in curriculum, some of those gaps in opportunities for all students. So, you know, for instance, this teacher might be doing this project, but or not project, but this particular science activity and this other class isn't just because of whatever reason. So what I'm hearing you saying is that's that's kind of, it started that way and now changing. Yeah, we're definitely trying to, to work with everyone. So one thing that I think is great is, and this is coming from the principals in the district Mm -hmm. telling us, you know, everyone needs to go on that field trip, which is really nice because as a student, as a third grader in Brunswick, you know that you'll go on the pond field trip to Korea. You know, it's, that's been a big shift in the way that we've worked with the district. And I think both sides, it's better for, for everyone involved. That decision to 
to work with everyone. And I think the other way that we've changed the way we work, we still offer our kind of bread and butter field trips. Yeah. And I've loved that. I'll talk a little bit more about some of the experiences Perfect. and some of the, you know, the stories that we have of kids just wildly loving their time on the yeah. field trip. But another way we've changed the way we're partnering is through this curriculum work that mm. we've started partnering with teachers. So um, the district has been working for I, I, 10 years maybe. I mean, a long time. Teachers have been working really hard on developing, updating the science curriculum and creating these new units and new activities. And so now we're partnering with teachers at each grade level in K through five to kind of help help nudge that along and sort of bring that to, to fruition. So as we do that, we're working with teachers to figure out you know, what hands-on activities we want to make sure every student gets. I think one example is we like to keep it local too. So I think with the second grade unit, again, referring to the second grade unit a lot, but I'll talk about some others. Second grade have studied animals in different habitats. And traditionally, that's really easily done through a nonfiction book series. So you can learn about animals in the rainforest, who we all love. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Of course, I yeah. love the tree frogs yeah. <laughs> and the animals in the tundra. And, yes. you know, one thing we want to throw in is learn about those, but add in, make sure we're learning also about the animals that live right here in our own backyard. Yeah. So they now do an outdoor tally where they actually go out again and collect data on animals in the forest in Maine versus animals in the field in Maine. And so it's a nice way to, to keep the, the big picture, but also bring it back local. One other, one other thing that's really nice about this hands-on learning, and we see it all the time, when you bring things down to the really basic, it helps kids at all levels connect with the learning. A classic example I use to explain this, we have a geology unit with fourth graders who are learning about weathering and erosion and how rocks change okay. over time. So... Some of them have been to the Grand Canyon with their family on vacation, and they can tell you all sorts of things, and other kids have, have not. So by starting out, one of the activities that we do is we take rocks and actually grind them together to make sand, and then we look at sand under the microscope. And students have this moment of, oh my goodness, sand is rocks that changed over time. And so that becomes very accessible. So everyone has seen sand, everyone can grind yeah. rocks. And so it, it just it brings it back to everybody, having that shared experience so that then later in the unit, when you're introducing these fancy vocab words like weathering and erosion, you have that shared experience to refer back to so the teacher can say, hey, remember when we grinded those rocks, what happened? And you're not relying on a kid who may have observed, you know, gone camping and observed mm -hmm. rushing waterfalls before. Maybe a kid's never seen a waterfall. And then I think at Korea, the field trip that they come on provides the shared experience as well. We've, we, every single time we have kids who say, this is the farthest I've ever hiked. They're super proud. Right. And it's awesome. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And I'm so glad to give that experience, to be there for that experience with them. But again, then you have other kids who, you know, this is nothing new to them. They've been here a bunch of times. They've, they've hiked Katahdin. So right. it's, it's just right. a really nice way to level the playing field, I'd say. Other things that you do, which I've noticed, is your summer camps. Yeah, yeah. Can you, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because yeah, I, sure. I've noticed, I, I, in fact, I had someone talk about it. We had a, a student that was here recently talked about their experience. And I was like, oh, really? Tell me more. They were really excited about it. So how often do you do, is it? All summer, or why don't you just tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so summer camp, again, started small, but has grown ever since. Mm -hmm. I think we're up to 
oh, I'm going to get it wrong. I don't actually teach the summer camps anymore now that I have my own well, kids. Yeah, the, the student that I'm thinking of is a high school student that actually like works there and had done something yes. with the, the camp. And they just loved it. To hear them, they just lit up working with other students. Their, their pathway, I think, in, in their education might be to become a teacher. So this was an experience for yes, that is school student. That's terrific. So, yeah. So we have a CIT program, a really well, Okay, so that's probably how she Okay, so she probably participated in that. I'm betting yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, so we have junior counselor type positions okay. as well as older counselors. And that's really it's a neat way to kind of progress from camper for so many years mm -hmm. to then this more leadership position yeah. and then eventually taking yes. on more yes. and more. So let's talk a little bit more about your work with the, the science curriculum. Yeah, so the district contacted us years ago at this point, maybe six years ago. Okay. They had already been starting to work on the curriculum units and get, getting that ball rolling. And so we have partnered with, again, with two teachers from each grade level yep. who okay. signed up. So they, this is K-5, and they, um, the district asked two folks who wanted to join that group uh, from each grade level. And so we've partnered with them, and mm -hmm. the district has actually set aside funding to have release days to mm -hmm. do that planning, which I think that's a huge commitment. I think a lot of work like this that I'm seeing done is often done just on their own time. Yeah or during, you know, trying to do it during the summer, but not really time. So that's a huge indication that you know, they're invested in making this work. Yeah. Um, so we've worked with them to design a minimum of three science units, kind of one per trimester is the starting, right. starting point. Okay. For the older grades, it's obviously a little more. But yeah, working with those teachers to design lessons that hook the kids in a real life phenomenon that happens around them. Yeah. You know, don't just learn about it for the sake of learning about it. We want them to, to care and see something real life in, in their town, in their world um, that they're learning about. So another example is uh, there's a weathering and erosion unit we do where the, the mystery or the, the local hook is sort of the Popham Beach bathhouse. Okay. You may not be aware. No, I am not. So. But <laughs> um, they, you know, the state built a multi-million dollar bathhouse a couple years ago. Yeah. And almost immediately upon completion, the river changed course, carved away all the sand oh, wow. um, right in front of it and was, I think, within 25 feet of washing away the parking lot and the new structure. Okay. So that was a problem. And they, yeah. they called in all these experts, you know, basically um, engineers to solve this erosion problem. So that's the exact hook that we use for the second grade erosion oh, unit. Use that. Yeah, that's a, a good hook. Right? Wow. Yeah. We have a very cute little laminated Popham bathhouse that you have to save. Yeah. And they put it on a pile of sand and they use their, their water to erode the sand and the different materials to stop the erosion yeah. from happening. And that's so... Awesome. Again, just an example of, you know, this is science. This is what people really do. Right. Real right. engineers and scientists. And local, local work. issues, local uh, things. Yeah. If you, one of the things I've been thinking before we met um, and spoke today was like, if, you, if I could give you the magic wand or a magic wand, what would you like wish that would be different when it comes to school and this topic? And I know this is kind of a, <laughs> like a wide open, right? Whoa, and I'm, but I, I would like to just hear that because I think... Science is one of those areas, pre-K through five, where I haven't felt, even before Brunswick, I haven't felt like we as an educational system has done enough. We could probably talk about that, about history as well, yeah. and a few other areas. But science is one of the ones where I think it, it seems like it builds up as you get older. And we have those earlier years where 
Sometimes it's just not as robust. We've talked about opportunity, right? Uh, providing every student a similar opportunity on a particular topic and whatnot. But so here's the magic wand. I'm giving you that. What what would what would you change, or what do you have a recommendation for myself as a superintendent or curriculum wise? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's I agree that nationwide our country has lagged in in mm -hmm. science for sure. Um, I actually do, this may be controversial, but I really like the new science standards, the okay. NGSS yep. science standards, because they are really encouraging not just memorize, memorizing facts, because yeah. let's admit it, I forget facts. I yes. forget right. hard vocab words that are just going to come in one ear and go out the other unless I've experienced it. Yeah. You know, and right. yeah, and we, always, yeah. we always say if you're teaching someone to roller skate, you don't have them read about how to roller skate and then hope for the best. You right. have them try and try and try again. And science is really the same way. It's, it's a set of skills that you learn by doing. Um, so I like the NGSS because I think it emphasizes not just the content, which is mm -hmm. what that's more traditional old school. Right. Memorize the content, right. take this multiple choice test, hope you do well. Yeah. Um, the new science standards very much are, they care equally as much, not just about content, but also the science practices. So do students know how to convey their thinking by making a model and labeling a diagram and showing their thought? Um, can students use evidence to support a claim? You know, that's a, yeah. that's a hard concept to actually right. have yeah. evidence. Well, yeah. Or modeling that other one, right? That's another example. And designing investigations that are actually a fair test. You know, if you do something that's, you only do it one trial, it, you know, maybe you just lucked out. So yeah. teaching people how, um, when, when you're a scientist, when you're doing a test, you need to do multiple trials. You need to make sure that things are set up evenly. So these sort of scientist skills. So I guess my magic wand answer, sorry, I'm no, that was, rambling. That helpful, but, uh, can I just, before you yeah. answer totally, I mean, one of the things that I'm hearing you say, and then again, I'll, I'll give the wand back to you, um, <laughs> but is hands-on opportunities for you know, students to, sh to model or to experience those type of things and not the just like you said, memorization, content, et cetera. But go ahead. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And I think, I think teachers, well, you know, as well as anyone, that there's not enough time in the day. There is not. No. Um, so we hear that from teachers. So like, I'd love to do more science, but yeah. when am I going to do it? Yeah. And I see math, right? These right. Are, I mean, that's... And again, that's a, a federal a, thing. Science isn't really tested as much. Right. So everyone cares right. about math and literacy. Yeah. And I think science takes a little bit of a back seat. Um, the, the one- you described it today. Let me interrupt you, sir, but yeah. you described it as, I mean, keeping it, to me, it's the hook of keeping it local and those real life activities. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I do want to give a nod here to yeah, all the work that's happened with teachers in the district who've been working on this for years. Yeah. And I think, you know, everyone's pretty excited to finally have some science kits and to really be able to try it. It's a pilot. You know, I'm yeah. sure there'll be some, some things that flop, yeah. but it's, it's this new way of teaching where there's much less emphasis for the teacher on being right or being wrong or having to memorize anything and much more experience on facilitating an experience. Yeah, can you just unpack, because I think I want to listen this to hear, each teacher's getting, can you just talk about like what, what they, that team that put that together, can you just talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, so K-5, mm -hmm. each grade level works in their own way, yeah. but they are getting kits of materials. So 
right down to bug boxes. I think we ordered a couple hundred bug boxes so yeah. that kids can go outside and collect the bugs to compare in different habitats. You know, all every material that you would possibly need for, need for a first a sequence yeah. of science instruction will exactly. be in that kit, and the teacher will have that information or have that you know that guide, if you will. Yes. To be able to do that. And the way we landed was that um, it's all in a Google slide deck. So the lesson plans are in there, the step-by-step, the, the resources you would need, and then an actual physical tote full of, of materials that you can use. One thing I'll just close with is I'm really looking forward in just a couple of weeks. We have our first field trips with Brunswick Kids coming up this fall. Okay, cool. Um, so every fall, the fourth grade comes out for a geology field trip. And again, a chance to see weathering and erosion in real life at a real river that's smoothing real rocks. We love it, and, and kids love it, and teachers love it, so. Does the whole fourth grade go at once, or do you break it up, or how do you do that? Yeah, we break it up, so again, we, it's, it's a luxury, but we keep it very small because our ecology center really only is big yeah. enough in case of rain to house one group at a time. Okay. So we have just the one class of 20 kids. Well, Sarah, I also think I just wanted to make sure people can find you or you know the organization at Kathy's River Educational Alliance. That's CreaMaine.org. Right? Yes, for now. And I should should mention we are we did just recently again, like I said, merge with the land trust. So it's going to go underneath the Brunswick Thompson Land Trust. Yes, we are CreaMaine.org will work for now, but we are soon. we just merged this July, so okay. we're in the right. midst of merging well, slowly and deliberately and. Things like websites will change. But yes, any of us can help you if you get in touch. Well, I want to thank you for your time today. This has been exciting for me. It's really um, helpful. I mean, I know what's happening, and I'm part of those things. But to hear it firsthand from you, it's great. And I just want to thank you for being a partner with Brunswick Schools. I really think that's awesome. Well, thank you. It's been a great opportunity and super fun to work with the teachers and the kids. Cool. Thanks. Hey, thank you for listening to the Brunswick Buzz. The Brunswick Buzz is available wherever you find your podcast.